This week on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, we're talking movie theme songs. Hit the bumper. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Welcome once again to the Magnificently Huge Podcast. My name is Brian, and this week my friends Chris and Eric will join me, and we're going to have a lively discussion about movie theme songs. So for me, it's summertime. It's, you know, you're getting in the car, it's hot, maybe you're down, maybe you're just, you're just kind of a little tired out, right? But and then that song comes on the radio, and that, that song is inescapable, it's everywhere, but you know what? It just kind of puts you in a mood. And you realize it's putting you in the mood to watch that big movie that's coming out next week. And then a couple weeks later, the same stupid song comes on and it reminds you of that movie. And it just fills you with that same tone, that same vibe the movie had. Movie theme songs are ultimately a marketing device. But they, they have this thing about creating a moment, about being the song of the summer, about extending the reach of a cultural moment into your home, into your car, into your headphones. And it's kind of a lost art. And that's what I want to talk about this week. Uh, we're going to get into it. We've also uh, are back into our fresh shit segment where we talk about the more recent things we've watched or listened to or read. And we're moving that back to the front of the podcast. It was We tried an experiment putting in the middle of the podcast and thought that might clear up confusion and it may have actually created more confusion. So... Uh, We'll see how that goes. If you have an opinion about that, reach out to us. You can find us on Twitter, at MagHuge. On Facebook, we are Magnificently Huge. On Instagram, we are Magnificently Huge. And you can go to MagHuge.com, where you can always find links to our older episodes and ways to contact the show. We're always looking for more listeners. We're begging for more listeners. So if you can leave a review on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to your podcasts, that's helpful. If you can share us on your social media feeds, we've got an episode out there that's definitely getting more attention than the others, so let's see if we can get a few more episodes to do that. All right, without further ado, here's uh, the rest of the crew. Let's talk about movie theme songs. Hey, it's the Magnificent the Huge Podcast. Yay! That was like our Muppet Yay! opening. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Magnificent of the Huge Podcast with a very special guest star. There's no guest stars. There's no guest stars. Hi, everybody. We suck. Uh, yeah. Uh, my name's Brian. This is Chris. Hi, Brian. Hi, Chris. Uh, hi. Whoever, hi. Whoever oh, said that. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm Eric. <laughs> Hello, Eric. <laughs> How's everybody doing this week? Not bad. Not bad. Oh, lovely. My wife is out of town, so I am, as my mother would usually say, batching it. Uh, mm. which means mm. that I eat cereal for dinner and uh, watch stuff on TV that I'm not usually allowed to watch, like uh, Philadelphia Story or Grey Gardens. Because mm. I'm a man's man. And fuck you for saying otherwise, bro. I'm over my flu, and I'm happy about that. Yeah, you, I noticed yes, you didn't, you sound, yeah, you didn't no have better. You don't have a rattle, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, Should have made you sing some Barry White, though, when you had the, <laughs> the flame going on. Yeah. 
exactly. Or some Frank Black. Uh, no. Yeah, give me a month or two. It'll be back. <laughs> True. So uh, I want to try going back this week to our previous format and starting the show off with a segment we call The Fresh Shit. This shit is fresh. Oh, okay. No, I know. I'm prepared. Massive changes. Nobody, nobody <laughs> noticed. Um, this is the segment where we talk about uh, things we've been up to the last week. Things we've been watching, reading, whatever. Uh, who's got some? Uh, I'll. Oh, go. Should I raise my hand? Yeah, go. Oh, okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, long time. Oh, Eric, you had your hand up. Oh, I'm, no, I'm kidding, Chris. Fuck. That's like every class I've ever been in. Uh, <laughs> I did. Yeah, it was a weird week. I caught uh, a Kim Novak double feature on Turner Classics, which was serendipitous because we just did a show on double features, and so I thought that was funny. Uh, so I watched Bell Book and Candle from 1958, and that's sort of like a weird pseudo reunion with Jimmy Stewart after Vertigo that they did I've together. Never heard of it? You've never heard of Vertigo? No, Bell Book and Candle. Oh, okay. Uh, it's sort of uh, what the show Bewitched might have been ripped off from. Basically, Kim Novak plays a, an urban witch who casts a love spell on Jimmy Stewart, and then hilarity ensues. Uh, hasn't this cat got anything better to do? Couldn't you give him something to read? And it's an early role with uh, with Jack Lemon, So it's very odd. It's a favorite and, of my wife's. It's It's... I don't know. It's a rom-com that's not heavy on the calm. It's a really weird <laughs> beast. But it does have the distinction of having Ernie Kovacs in a yeah. a prominent role. And it's always fun to watch him do anything because he's just so weird. Uh, he plays yeah. a, a drunk author. And then she's got a cat named Pie Wacket, which is her familiar. And I thought that was a cool name for a cat, Pie Wacket. So I watched that, which, you know, whatever. But then the second feature was... Uh, one that she had produced a couple years later in 1962 called Boys Night Out. And it had Jim Garner and Tony Randall and Howard Morris, who you know as Ernest T. Bass from Andy Griffith. And it was basically, the, it's like four bachelor friends. Well, not bachelor friends. Three of them are married. Jim Garner's the single guy. And then they start contemplating about how to have a tryst in the city uh, while they're on the train going home to the suburbs. These are the boys who turned into wolves on Boys' Night Out. Well, that's what I'd call a worthwhile hobby. Beats running to make the 11.35. Beats walking to make the 11.35. It beats the 11.35. And then they all figure out the math, and then they go in on sharing an apartment. And then they figure out, well, then now we just need to find a girl. And then somehow Kim Novak shows up, and she's, unbeknownst to them, an anthropologist who's studying for her degree. And so she uses them... Uh, for her project on sex in the suburban male. And the whole gist, and it's really disgusting, is that they all decide that, yeah, okay, she'll live here, and then we'll all just come in during different nights of the week and fuck her. And everybody's okay with that. And then Jim Garner, through the course of it, falls in love with her. Of course, she doesn't have sex with any of them. She just strings them along, and then eventually uh, Jim Garner falls in love with her, and then they all live happily ever after. But the premise is so disgusting and so mad in 1962 <laughs> that I, I had so much trouble finishing this thing. It was so and awful. she produced it. Yeah. Her like, co- she's like, yeah. I didn't want this movie to get made. Yeah. Okay. 
but it's called Boys Night Out, and it's in that sort of Doris Day, Rock Hudson era, you know, pillow talk and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. and the requisite is you got Jim Garner and Tony Randall, uh, and Tony Randall plays kind of a cad. It was very weird. So yeah, if he you was can versatile. find it, he was. Uh, so if you can find it, uh, don't watch it. It's just disgusting on multiple levels. But I just wanted to bring it up because uh, 1962. Wow, man. Wow. Sounds like the porn version would be great. <laughs> I'm sure it would be. <laughs> it would, yeah, it would be like a pulling a train kind of thing. That's basically what they're going for. Uh, so yeah, it was so like this. This one shouldn't come up in. How would you cast the modern remake? No, but if you did, it would probably have what's her face from Trainwreck, Amy Schumer. I'm guaranteeing that. I figure that one. you gender swap it first of all. Oh, you kids and your gender swapping! Can't also, you just three women decide that they're all gonna screw one guy when they can walk into any bar in the world and walk out? <laughs> right, it's terrible. Guy. Exactly. <laughs> Unless that guy is Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah, I think, I think oh, we yeah. got a winner. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I've got. It was a really slow week, and uh, I just phased out on really crappy stereotypes of gender. Good times. Rock on. I saw The Incredibles 2. Oh, Whoa. you dick. I still haven't seen yep. it yet. Yeah. Can you believe Chris hasn't seen it? Uh, no. I thought, have you? I've I've only seen the storyboard version. I haven't seen the final version. Oh, okay. And I feel yeah. like I'm missing a lot because I hear that you know, like the first Incredibles, a lot of it was design, and I hear the lighting is really good in the final. And the face and, and the facial features are much more honed than the first one. Yeah, they look different. It's a little disconcerting. Interesting. But is it but, a good movie? Oh, well, uh, yeah, it's it's a sequel. Let me okay. just say that. It's a sequel. A superhero um, sequel, no less. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I was... I was. I, I can't say anything. You haven't seen it. I'll probably can't say it tomorrow. Without and then ruining Eric, it? And will, then you, can... will you verify, with, does the raccoon still steal the show? No, but the raccoon part is pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> so there's better stuff than the raccoon now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now you're uh, going to have to I, go see it, Brian. It's like you haven't even seen it now. I, when you I saw it, was way. there the Elastic Girl cycle? The Elastic cycle? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That was actually one of the more finished bits of the film, and that was really excellent. Right. No, but the what, raccoon was completely finished. So that yeah. might have influenced me. See, I want to share opinions, but I, I don't feel like I should well, until next, you know well, Chris next, sees it. Next time we meet, uh, I will have very likely seen it. I plan right. on seeing it very shortly. Uh, okay. I would have seen it tonight, but that didn't happen. Oh. So, <laughs> so I will have uh, more on that later. But well, I am I just curious. Bought us some more time, so uh, your turn, Brian. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, let's see. I, I gotta at least call out that last week was Nerd Christmas. It was the E3 Expo, where all of the video game press conferences for the years are held. How many e's, um, how many e's did you see? Were there more than three? Oh, so many e's. Um, yeah, I don't know that there were very many games that really jumped out for me this year. Uh, a lot of things that were just kind of predictable. I'll call out a few. Um, Kingdom Hearts three. Kingdom Hearts is an old like PlayStation two role playing game. There's a crossover between the Square Enix Final Fantasy games and the Disney Magic Kingdom. 
and I haven't really ever played them. I've not, but for whatever reason, the footage from Kingdom Hearts 3 looks really good. They're they're getting into the th the 3D Disney movies, so there's Frozen and Tangled and Wreck-It Ralph, and they also apparently go to Pirates of the Caribbean, where those characters are rendered as photorealism, which is kind of cool. Johnny Depp um, included. I don't know if it's Johnny Depp's voice, but it, yes, it's definitely Captain Jack Sparrow as as portrayed by Johnny Depp. Okay. Um, there's a really trippy game called Control, where um, it's made by the same people who did uh Max Payne and this movie, uh, this game called Quantum Break, and the idea is that uh the world itself is constantly shifting and moving, so it's kind of like an Inception world where your character is re rearranging everything. So it's not like a door opens, it's more like the wall spins into infinity. The oldest house huh. is a shifting place. There are rules and rituals. You can keep traveling deeper. Like dark, um, like dark city? Yeah. Okay. Got that kind of vibe. Okay. And then um, all of the anime geeks are freaking out over a game called Jump Force, which is an anime character mashup. So it's got Naruto and like the characters from Death Note and a bunch of other stuff I don't know. Um, this is all good news because I can only get into games if they're derivative. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I did see a couple movies, so we went out to the theater for uh, a Rift Tracks Live. Rift Tracks is the it's like the th cast of MST3K after Joel Hodgson left. It's, it's like the redheaded so, stepchild of MST3K. Yeah, or or the part of it that lasted the longest. But, it's kind of uh, like imagine imagine we had a somewhat successful basic cable television show 20 years ago right and now we do this podcast riff tracks <laughs> is their podcast or it's like uh once peter murphy left genesis and they got stuck with phil collins peter murphy i think he means peter gabriel oh <laughs> no i met I peter murphy say, wow <laughs> i met peter yeah, murphy. that's a different band <laughs> oh um so yeah they did uh space mutiny Space Mutiny is a cheesy 80s sci-fi film from South Africa. Ooh. Um, have you seen this thing at all? No. I've never heard of it. Space Mutiny stars Red, Red Brown TV's Captain America. Oh. And it is... All of the spaceship special effects shots are lifted directly from Battlestar Galactica. Nice. <laughs> the, the original television show. Like I mean, not even they don't even hide it. They just take it. Not not in the slightest. It is just shots from Battlestar Galactica. Are you sure this isn't audio. Turkish Star Wars you're talking about? I'm sure it's not. This is South African Star Wars. Okay. There's a difference. Okay. Um, Bollywood Trek. Maybe it's Bollywood Trek. <laughs> exactly. Do they at any point do you hear anybody go, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> but there is this great scene where they're supposed to be having a high-speed chase in these futuristic cars. And I thought they were bumper cars, but apparently they are the mini Zambonis that polish bowling alley floors. And they move uh, <laughs> slower than a walking pace. And they completely <laughs> failed to shoot this in a way that, it, that looks like there's any speed happening. In fact, at one point, a character on foot outra outruns the entire chase scene. Nice. Um, 
That reminds me another... of the. Have you ever seen the way of the gun? No. Eric knows what I'm talking about. There's a sequence mm-hmm. in there. It's I think it's Christopher McQuarrie's first movie. Slow speed chase. And there's yeah. like a, sl- a slow speed chase with cars, and it literally is like the most ridiculous thing, and it works on a thousand percent level. It's so funny. So I can't imagine what what a bumper car one would look like. It's it's pretty epic. There's even a character that that they kill this character. They have their her big death scene in the very next shot. Cut to the control room and a bunch of characters walk right past the woman sitting at her desk as though she had not died. Um, <laughs> so, so it's it's quality. They needed a continuity girl or somebody. Mm. And then finally, uh, the new Alamo Draft House opened where the Lake Six used to stand uh, out here in Tempe, Arizona. That's where <laughs> I saw Big Trouble in Little China, man. Yeah, and mm. I went and saw Oceans Eight. At that theater. That's out already? Damn. It's been out. Has it? Yeah. Shows you what yeah. I know. Okay. Talk about gender reversing. Yes. <laughs> Is that why you were thinking gender reversal on that other one? It's like now, are you looking at everything now and going, what would this be like with chicks? Yeah. I think, honestly, I was thinking like they did the Overboard remake and they gender swapped it, so that's just kind of the thing. Yeah. If, if people are going to be pigs in remakes these days, they, they make that the woman. Like, oh. Oh, no. Jack, uh, uh, um... Jack, not Jack White. Uh, Jack Black. Jack. What's the name of the fucker who who used to be funny and is fat? Jack Black. Jack Black. Okay, yeah. Let's redo the accused. Only we're gonna flip the uh, genders, <laughs> oh, and he'll be the Jodie Foster on the the ping pong table. Uh, okay. Pinball. Pinball table. There you go. That. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, okay. Ocean's Eight. Um. Three stars, predictable, um, yet another heist movie where the heist doesn't really go wrong. Why is that the new Why is that the new trend? I don't understand that at all. The whole point of a heist film is that everything gets fucked up because no plan is perfect. That's why, right. That's why you do a heist film. Ah. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's fun. It was worth eating popcorn. Uh, but I think it's I because we anyway. used to not empathize. Well, no, no, that's because the t- the tension is all in. Uh oh, I hope these people I've been following pull it off because I identify mm. with them. But yeah. they don't want to scare people off and make them feel weird. Maybe I guess it's like or, I or or, maybe or the just... fantasy that everything is great. I don't know. Okay. Well, bottom line, how is Kate Blanchett? That's really what I want to know. Kate Blanchett uh, is awesome. Okay, good. Uh, no two bones about it. She's, yeah, she's definitely one of the best parts of the movie. I heart her very hard, so <laughs> I'm glad. So yeah, it's a movie. You can watch it. And that's about it for the fresh shit. Fresh goes better. Fresh fresh. I think that's the shortest one we've ever done. Is it? I, th- I think Maybe. it might be. It might be. Good time. But that, that leaves more time to talk about other stuff, which is awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> this this week I wanted to try and talk about movie theme songs. I was I was thinking of, first of all, uh, I was thinking about how like movie theme songs used to used to sort of set the tone for the summer movie season. They were like the soundtrack of the summer. And then I was having a trouble thinking of any movie theme songs from recent movies, so I thought it might be a, an interesting podcast. 
Uh, real quickly, I just want to set the, the ground rules. There are two types of movie theme songs we are not going to discuss, and those would be Bond themes, because mm-hmm. that's a show to itself. Right. Exactly. And Kenny Loggins themes, because apparently that's like three or four shows to itself. We haven't we've half got of which lot. we've done. Yeah. We've we done a couple of them, yeah. We, we haven't done Footloose yet, but... Oh. It's coming. It's, it's coming. So it's for those coming. for those of the listeners out there hearing this now, they can go look for it because it'll probably be in our back catalog by that time. Yeah, just, just saying. Uh, so I would also like what, to say uh, uh, Pre- Elvis Presley movies. I think we can avoid as well. I'm just going to. What about that musicals? I don't. I think musicals are are automatic yeah, out. I, I mean, think. Well, I think music. what are I understood. Theme songs. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. the thing. Is what what I the way I understood it when you when you brought it up was that it was songs specifically for the movie not just yeah. not just like throw uh, an oldie into the soundtrack and then call it a day. right uh, but actual songs that were original to the movie at hand that's the way i understood it. yeah so like a movie that was named after an old hit single probably doesn't count either right yeah, yeah. so that was There's my understanding of that. so so i went around and looked for original material set to songs or uh, for movies. Huh. We'll find out. I mean, let's face it, this is really just an excuse to make an awesome Spotify playlist. <laughs> that was, yeah. Check that was the notes thing. for this episode. There's going to be a link to a Spotify playlist in there, and all the songs that we drop here, you can hear the full versions with if they're on Spotify. That's correct. Right. Uh, let's get the obvious ones out of the way. Oh, like who, who are you going to call? Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you you were thinking of that one, too? <laughs> in your neighborhood. And that and that one pretty much is going to be yeah top tier gold standard uh, yeah for that sort of thing because because it's, it's good well because it's fun it's, it's, but it's, it's an earworm and it's good it's not offensive like yeah. you know uh, uh, the the never going to give you up song that I will not sing or because the song from Ghostbusters two that we closed out one of our earlier episodes with. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking hammer. Oh no, that was Bobby Brown. Oh, no, that Never was Bobby mind. Brown. Never mind. Oh yeah. Never mind. You 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 know it. Too, too hot to handle. Too cold to hold. Okay, no, no, no. Now stop. 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 Now stop. Yeah. You got to stop that. Never gonna give you up. <laughs> Never gonna break you up. All right. What are some other obvious ones? Like my heart will go on. We can just dispense with that one right fucking now. I'm not gonna talk about it throughout the entire show. Uh, but that is another one. Are we, are, where, is that Titanic? Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Another yeah. example where the song is interwoven with the actual movie and you can't separate them without death. Would you can I just try say, as can can I just say as long as we're not going to discuss that or Titanic uh, if you have or haven't seen Titanic there's a web series on YouTube called uh, uh, Death Count 
and they go through movies and they just show the parts where people die and the death count on Titanic is fucking amazing. <laughs> it would almost it's like every time somebody dies, you hear budding. Ba-ding, like they're picking up coins, oh, and every time God. it hits a hundred oh, deaths, Jesus. it goes. It's all Mario, wow. and this there the part where the ship is going down is just ba-ding, 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 ba-ding. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's that's just, and we've mentioned this in the past, but that's just like trying to make a drinking game out of The Punisher, starring Dolph Lundgren. Uh, one of the few movies where I had oh. to give up. Uh, for people that haven't heard any previous episode where we've talked about this, basically he comes up into the elevator into the <laughs> the ninja stronghold and just lays waste to a bunch of ninjas with a machine gun, and it's just <laughs> I'm done. That's basically right. it. Okay, another one we can we don't have to mention is I will always love you. Uh, mm. Yes. Yeah. Nobody has seen The Bodyguard. Everyone has heard that song. It's it's pretty draining. Correct. It's the only thing I can uh, say about it. It's draining. Uh, also, any anything from Rocky, uh, I can dispense with. Oh, Eye of the Tiger. Because, I mean, I'm sure that or... one will come up because that's just so classic. But, I mean, it's just those are some obvious ones, which is kind of... It wouldn't be fair to the rest of the uh, bands on this list if they had to compete with the likes of Frank Stallone, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true. The man is a talent. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> did Frank Stallone do a Rocky theme? Oh, I'm yeah. sure he did. He, I'm he's pretty in sure all he's, of his awful movies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, he's Lord. got something in uh, Rocky Four, uh, which I did want to mention. Uh, oh, no, here it comes. What's the one? Um, You're the best around. Nothing's oh, no, ever that, gonna bring you down. I always think that's, that's from Rocky IV. Kid. Yeah, but it's Karate Kid. I always yeah. fuck that up, and I think it's <laughs> from the wrong movie. You're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. You're the best around. And nothing's gonna ever keep you down. You're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. So... Today the trailer dropped for Creed 2. Oh, really? Yeah, it really is going to be Adonis Creed fights the son of Ivan Drago. So So it's kind of like the the um, was it the Unmentionables that other uh, Sly Stallone (laughs) series only with boxing? Yeah, the the elderly, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, and then uh, one I wanted to bring up just because I love it and it's it's definitely an obvious one. Uh, but I just want to pose the question beforehand: uh, Who's the black private dick that's a sex machine to all the chicks? Shaft. Um, uh, so- oh, <laughs> damn! You're damn right. right! Damn right! <laughs> who's the black private dick that's a sex machine to all the chicks? Damn right. Who is a man that would risk his Who's the man that would risk his neck for his brother man? Superfly. Oh, shut up. But no, Superfly and, and Shaft kind of go hand in hand because these 
these are both songs that transcend the movies uh, and are their own entities unto themselves. Uh, but the movies are fun, but the, yeah. the music sort of has its own life. So that's, I think those are interesting examples. Uh, another one I would throw in there would be, would be Trouble Man by Marvin Gaye, which is sort of a, not as known, but it gets a good solid mention in Captain America's uh, Winter Soldier. So if you can find that one, I would recommend it. That's, that's a little more Got jazzy. Yeah. So how are how are we proceeding right now? Like what is um, what is this I grouping? I don't know. I'm I'm good with kind of following Chris's thread. So these are sort of classics that maybe have outlived their the movies they're from. Mm, how about okay. that? You got any of those? Uh uh, let's see. Uh well yeah. Uh Up Where We Belong from an Officer and a Gentleman. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Years long, there were mountains in our way, but we climbed the stair every day. The lift is up where we belong, where the eagles cry on the my thinking is largely, you know how that song goes. You have not seen an officer and a gentleman since you were in grade school. I mean, you are correct. Yeah, it's, so I would say that's a song that has some legs to it, right? Yeah, that was kind of where I was. I was looking mm-hmm. on that one because another one I what thought a of was feeling from Flashdance. Yeah, well, anything by Irene Cara. never even seen uh, uh, a flash dance but that song is well it's 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 i i can understand why you know she's gonna live forever <laughs> well anything by irene Cara, I that, that actually is, is fame that i'm gonna live forever i yeah. know i know <laughs> but I'm she also next i sub reference it's what i do well she also did something <laughs> for uh oh what was it uh dc cab yeah that's that's the <laughs> other one what was the song from DC Cab? Oh shit, I can't remember. It's I just it sounds exa- in it, and one of the cab drivers had a crush on Irene Cara, as you do. Yeah. And then she gets into his cab. He's like, "Oh my god, you're hey, and oh, I love you." You know, it's like, why am I watching this movie? Yeah, and and this Bill Maher guy won't go anywhere. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I'd I'd really like to thank DC Cab for giving Joel Schumacher an early chance at directing Gold. 
Uh, mm. Did he start that movie with a helicopter shot coming off the water? Because all <laughs> of his films so. start so. with water, 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 water city. Yeah. Well, plus it's day is orange, night is blue. That's his filters. Right. But uh, going back even further with Joel Schumacher, though, he wrote the movie Car Wash with the theme song by Rose Royce. That oh, we're all familiar with. yeah, that yeah. that fit. So basically, uh, Chris, you're into like the '70s themes here. I've, I've found a few just because uh, I don't know anything recent. So I've got a I've got a story behind Car Wash. Really? Uh, I was working when I was working at ASU in the media library. I was working with this other kid named Makund, who's from uh, uh, he was from India, and. I was used to working alone, so I'm in there and I'm listening to the music and I'm working at the car wash and I'm dancing and I'm singing along with it. And he comes in and he starts cracking up at me, you know, of course. And I I just say, hey, laugh if you want, but uh, this is an American treasure. What? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Every kid knows car wash. This is from the classic film, car wash. I'm surprised nobody's... You've never heard car wash. And so I like spin him this, this, this wild piece of shit about the cultural touchstone that is car wash and <laughs> like the next week at some point it's it's he comes up to me and goes hey eric I, I rented car wash oh yeah you're full of shit man <laughs> that was, that's pretty much it what I, what I love about you eric is that when someone calls you on something to try to like embarrass you out of it you you double down and you yeah commit. <laughs> yeah why you not could, i've lost already <laughs> yeah you could be the fucking president sir oh yeah. Oh, it's been done by lesser men. (laughs) Cheap joke. Oh Uh, boy. mm -hmm. Uh, All right. Another good one uh, that's sort of epinominous. Uh, I can't even say it. Epinominous. Epinominous. It's prevalent. Yeah. Uh, Rock and Roll High School by the Ramones is also. Oh, my favorite Ramones song. Is it really? Yeah. All of them. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I know, know, because I've seen them live a couple times, and every time they go to Rock and Roll High School, I'm like, yeah, now, that. Which came first, Rock and Roll High School or Rockaway Beach? Ooh. Uh, It's all basically (laughs) the same song. Yeah, (laughs) say, we've we've all failed miserably at this segment called, No, You're Ramones! (laughs) <laughs> fucked it up um hey how about okay how about the songs that 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 are just like really awful can we clear out the ones that are hideous because i i like failure okay i'm all i'm all for it this was this was one of the bullet points yeah songs that were huge hits and we can't stand them was what i had put down mm-hmm. yeah uh, <laughs> what I was the one got, eric i got i got two words or possibly one word Bat dance. <laughs> bat dance. I remember like seeing. Oh, there's a video for the Batman movie. It's coming out. All right. What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. What the? And it's like a, it's like ten minutes long. I remember. I, I think I might have yeah. fallen asleep during the premiere of the video. I'm just like, I don't understand what's going on. And at one point, he like yells, "Shut the funk up!" And I think I may have been on the fence about Prince up to that point, but after that, I was like. Fuck Prince. I, I just never like Prince. <laughs> did you just I say? F- did you just say funk Prince? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you got a you got a big fat stinker for us. 
uh, that we can't stand? Oh, there's so many. I mean, where do you start? You Light Up My Life by Debbie Boone can definitely take a walk off a short fucking pier. <laughs> I uh, love that song. You that do not. Count. That doesn't count because they made the movie You Light Up My Life around the song because it was such a hit. Oh, denied. Really? No, I thought yep, the movie came out right. and that was the theme song for the movie and then it out nope. shown. All right. No, no. Well then, they, you, well then, forget I said anything, <laughs> except that it can take a flying leap. Uh, yeah. No, that is absolutely true, unless I'm wrong. Okay. All well, right. Well, one that I kills agree. me then uh, is <laughs> when Limp Biscuit did that fucking song for Mission Impossible Two. Oh. <laughs> take a look around is what it's called, and I'm on board for the. Like the first thirty seconds or so, until the knucklehead starts doing the new metal rap shit, because they're doing the so Lalo Schifrin. Exactly every Limp Biscuit song. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Oh, fuck. No, it's not. But it's, you know, they got the good groove going with the Lalo Schifrin bass line. Why are you trying to hate me? Why are you trying to hate me? It's like, fuck off. Nobody likes me. Like, like that would be... And I'm so angry. <laughs> it, it takes no effort to t- to hate him. I don't have to try. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the, my dog. But what can, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to my dog Catcher Block before we got him. But something happened where guys who wear backwards baseball pa- caps piss him off. And the first time I saw this, I thought, good, <laughs> excellent. Well, the thing All that right. kills me about that song is that it's it's musically it's pretty decent, just because it's based on a classic riff. Uh, yeah, and they yeah. just, if it was just all music, uh, I think I would like it, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like when I, I hate to go into, you know, bond themes, but when Moby did that, that rework of the 007 theme, oh, God, it's like, yeah. you don't really notice that it's Moby because it's just a classic tune done well. Yeah. It's, yeah. And that mission impossible theme has turned out to be pretty flexible. Like the, the version they're playing in the trailers for the new one is, yeah. is pretty cool. And of course mm. there was the. The Adam Clayton, the whatever, like the two that. guys from U2. That's a really good version of yeah, the, the, because the U2 again, rhythm section. Yeah, but that's pretty much just the original song, but done kind of better. Well, except that they bring it to a 4-4 tempo. You know, they, they take it out of the 5-4 tempo and bring it to 4-4, which, and they got away with it, and I think that laid the groundwork for all of the rest since then. So they're yeah. responsible for Limp Bizkit ruining my child. Yes, blame you too. God damn it, you too. They put a neat backbeat on it too. I remember yeah. that. I remember that's what 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 tripped me out was the the bum 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 bum. It was yeah. We'll play that's the clip. What what so, did you come up with, Brian? What was your your my, big my big the one I fucking hate is I had the time of my life from yeah. Dirty Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I love singing it though. It's so sad. I had the time of my life. That song needs to die in a fire. I, I owe it all yes. to you. And that is that is what the the <laughs> second of three Jennifer Warren uh, uh, theme songs because yeah, love lift us up where we belong.
Yeah, that that's what year did that come out? Eighty-seven. That was like a summer full of ear cancer, thanks to Dirty Dancing. Ah, oh, just yeah. hate that. Hate yeah. it so much. It's like it it, it, it eclipses Grease too, in my esteem. <laughs> Boy, that's that's rough. Yeah. Uh, while we're while we're capping on big hit shitty theme songs, I want a special shout out to Mr. Will Smith. Yes, who did both the Men in Black song uh-huh. to Forget Me Nots. Wild Wild West and Wild and Wild West. God damn it with the Wild Wild Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. <laughs> 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 Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider, no you don't want nada, none of this, six gunning this, brother running this, buffalo soldier, look it's like I told ya, any damsel that's in distress, be out of that dress when she meet Jim West, rough neck, so go check the lawn and buy, watch your step reflect and get a hole in your side, swallow your pride, don't let your lip react, you don't wanna see my hand where my hip be at, with Artemis from the start of this, running the game, James West, taming the West, so remember the name, I hate that oh. movie so much. I think that their original website, though, from Universal, is still online somewhere. And it's just the most amazing 90s website ever, if you can find it. But I, I think I had watched, I looked at it a year and a half or so ago. Interesting story about that song. They played it at the MTV Music, Music Awards. And, uh, you know, it was a big, huge production number. And uh, um, Stevie Wonder was playing along and singing. And they finish the number, and they clear the stage, and apparently nobody remembered to go get Stevie Wonder, so he's just sitting <laughs> at the piano <laughs> while everyone's going, um, Oh, no. Yeah, yeah it's oh, no. fucking great. It's fucking oh, great. Fingertips part two, my ass. God damn it. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, another one I want to bring up, too, because this one I'd totally forgotten, but it was fucking everywhere in, I guess it was 86, 80s, I don't know. It's from Mannequin. It's the Starship song, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Oh. And it's got that amazing oh. uh, drum break to start the whole song. And then it rolls into just generic 80s kick drum ballad yeah. rock music. It's amazing. So, I've got I've got a couple other artists that did multiple theme songs that I could I could hit. Um, Do it. Okay, let's stick with the with the ones we hate for a minute. Brian Adams. Yes. The, you know it's true. I do, I do it for you. Well, it's an awful yeah. movie that it's from anyway. Robin Hood, Prince yeah. of Thieves. Nothing really inspiring it. about that, yeah. I mean, it's... And then, is there follow-up, consist- Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman from Don Juan DeMarco? What is that from? Don, Don Juan DeMarco. DeMarco. Oh, the movie Johnny Don Juan Depp. DeMarco. Running oh. around thinking he's... Yeah. With, uh, with Cal L. shrink is... Yeah, exactly. It wasn't... Uh, yeah, okay. And Faye Dunaway was, was his wife. 
That was in the rickety crickets in my mind. Thanks for bringing that one up. No problem. Uh, I remember watching that movie, and there's a scene where, uh, uh, towards near the end, when after it, 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 Brando's in bed with his wife, Faye Dunaway, and we are to believe they've just had sex. And the moment they cut to that scene, like the joints, the joints connecting my legs to my body hurt thinking about that enormous man, like positioning himself into like, like suddenly I was Faye Dunaway and my pussy hurt. That's basically what. Uh, Boom. Oh, thank you for that, Eric. Thank yeah, you so much. Yes. I was like, here's, here's normal level. And then Eric is like up here somewhere. Thank, thank you. All right. Yeah, uh, Eric, I'm a I'm a throw you a bone and yeah. just say Giorgio Moroder. Take your oh, pick. Like the best the best theme song ever. Call me. Words. <laughs> oh man, that whole soundtrack is great, but that song and the the full original version is like eight minutes long. There's a whole verse they never play on the radio. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, so that's, in the that's gonna have to make it here. Dress me in the fashions of the 1980s. That that part is usually in the the radio nice. edit. Marauder was also responsible for the never-ending story theme. Never-ending story. story. Yeah, he produced it. Lamal from Kajagugu is the actual artist. (laughs) Uh, Kajagugu. Kajagugu. We've been on for a year, and it's the first time we've said Kajagugu. (laughs) Well, it's because we're 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 too shy, shy. Hush, hush. And then we're going over a cliff. Pull it back. Pull it back. Speaking of Giorgio Moroder writing a theme song that a, an '80s new wave artist did, the theme to Electric Dreams, together yes. in Electric Dreams by the Human League. Fucking Phil Oakey. Oh. That wasn't even Human League. That was just Phil Oakey. Oh. We'll always be together. But Moroder is everywhere. Actually, didn't he? God, uh, uh, he had something to do with 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 Top Gun. I think he I think he did yeah. songs and produced the Top Gun. Yeah, soundtrack. he produced. He wrote most of them. Yeah, he produced. Do 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 do. Danger song. Yeah. Or uh, <laughs> or no, it was uh, Take My Breath Away. That's the one he did. And then we have Moroder to thank for the success of Harold Faltermeyer, who, I guess, studied under Moroder or apprenticed under him. And so then you get, like, Axel F for Beverly Hills Cop and Fletch and 
mm. all the the 80s things that weren't Marauder uh, is pretty much him. But Axel F was an example of a, a hit instrumental theme. Mm-hmm. Um, an example of a, a, a contemporary instrumental theme from television was the Miami Vice theme. Yeah. Which was Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer. Have mm-hmm. you listened to that recently? Yeah, it's fun. Yes, oh, actually. It's, it's so bad. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Another one along those same lines, though, Peter Gunn. Uh, I could not. I mean, the, the show was forgettable, but that 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 song is is just gold. But you do Peter Gunn, you do the Art of Noise version now. I, I think that's fine because that has Dwayne Eddy playing the guitar, yeah. and he was the original dude. Yeah. So I'm the all sound for it. of twang. <laughs> Uh, And then one other really shitty one that I wanted to bring up because uh, it was everywhere in 85, and it's another Joel Schumacher tie-in, the St. Elmo's Fire theme, Man in Motion, by John (laughs) Parr. I fucking hate that song with a passion, and it's on the radio still. I can see a new horizon, and I take a mile to free. But it does remind me of The Secret of My Success by Night Ranger. Uh, they almost sound like the same song. If you listen to but them back somehow, to back. <laughs> but somehow, St. Elmo's Fire has so much more sort of self-righteousness to it that like, if I, I ever want to go out in public and, and heroically run headfirst into a wall in front of a bunch of people, I'm going to do it to that song. Yeah. <laughs> but not Secret of My Success. Secret of My Success is the song that you play when you decide to just quit your job and you show up in your bathrobe. You know? <laughs> just give it up. <laughs> I see you've been missing a lot of work lately, Peter. I wouldn't exactly, wouldn't exactly say I've been missing it, Bob. I've been missing it. <laughs> <laughs> the Secret of My Success. So, yeah. Secret of My Success is one of those ones that was like swing and a miss. And I think the, the most... Uh, emblematic of that in my mind is the Mick Jagger theme to Ruthless People. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's up there. That was Mick Jagger? Yeah. That is Mick Jagger. That's wow. like, but that always, that will always equate then peripherally to him and Bowie doing Dancing in the Streets. Uh, mm. Which was yeah, just them like that... dancing in doorways. It's the same level of awful. Uh, have you seen the video of that where they, they just have the, the Foley effects like no music. Oh yeah, the the, the no, video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the no music video. Yeah. That and the the one for Jamiroquai, where he's dancing in the the room with the yeah. That's <laughs> yeah that's, those are good ones. But yeah, ruthless people. God, that's awful. I don't even know how it how far it charted, but I can't imagine it did very well. I don't know, but 
We, someday we've got to dig into. I mean, it came up in the Zucker Abraham Zupper episode, but yeah. damn, I like Mo- Ruthless People the movie. It's, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a really shitty theme song. Which I'm surprised they haven't remade it. It's so good, it needs to be. Ruined. How could you gender swap that, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, another one too, and it's not a great movie. It's passable at times, but the theme song. Oh my god. Uh, Paul McCartney doing Spies Like Us. Remember jamming oh, out to geez. that one? Yeah. Wow. That one is just... All kinds of awful. Yeah. Like us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ooh, boy. Ooh, what do you do? No one else can dance like you. And so, how did they get Paul McCartney? Oh, who knows? What? I mean, Jesus. he... Well, and that was after Give My Regards to Broad Street. So, it's not oh, like... Maybe that's how. Yeah, it's not like he was already riding a high. You know what I mean? <laughs> so... Oh. Plus, it's a movie starring Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd well past their comedic primes. I'm pretty sure they were pulling out any stop. Let's get a Beatle. Yeah, let's, really. Let's... Well, and I remember it was on the radio a lot before the movie came out. And they played it all the time. And I thought, oh, wow. And so then I went and saw the movie. And then it, the song just disappeared like a week later. Yeah. I mean, all right, it was well, amazing. That, but that gives me a, a bit of a, a segue. I did want to talk about like the big soaring successes, right? Like the ones that became the song of the summer, right? And that transcended the movie. I mean, mm. Top Gun obviously had a couple of them. Do, 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 do. But, but that was really like what you want from a movie theme, right? It's like the song is everywhere and it's setting the tone and it's yeah. acting as a giant audio billboard for your movie. Like mm. Eye of the Tiger is probably the gold standard for this because that was on like almost 30 weeks on the charts or something. I mean, it was just stupid. Yeah. And that's the one everybody thinks of when they think Rocky, I think, apart even from the, the main theme. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I would say the power of love from Back to the Future is my oh. uh, go-to on this. That's the power of love. That's the power of love. And the thing with that, yeah. too, is I, I have the cassette of the soundtrack still. Uh, and I listened to it a lot that summer because that was when I didn't know any better and I was a giant Huey Lewis and the News fan. And I was always irritated by the soundtrack to Back to the Future because it only had like three songs and then the rest was the Alan Silvestri score. And I was so <laughs> bored by it. And I'm like, I fucking paid money for this. Wasn't there Johnny Be Good on there by somebody? Yeah. And then Pretending the. Pretending to be Marvin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So God I was. Damn it, who cares? I was so. I was just so disappointed in the overall quality of that soundtrack. I bought a whole cassette and there's only three songs by The Hue. <laughs> hey, man, that was like three bucks, fucker. I'm at three bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so. Eric, do you have any big uh, movie themes that, that work for you? Uh, see. Not really. I mean, like, not like modern films. I, I've got a bunch that I love, but... Did you have that problem, too? It's like, I, I couldn't think of anything. Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Okay. Okay. There you go. He I was going to say every one of us. Yeah, that song is just just a shit. I love that song. Yeah. That's that's the song I play before I get into a fist fight. Now, I hear all of these <laughs> 
Uh, um, interesting. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, okay. I've got a favorite, and this this was this was exactly what you're talking about. Uh, can you read my mind from the Superman movie, nice. the original Superman movie? Oh, that's Ooh. a good poll. That's, like that, that song, that's a interesting cut. story. That song was supposed to be sung by Margot Kidder um, in the movie. Do you know what it is that you do to me? And and, and uh, um. I don't know who you are. They decided not to. That they decided instead to have her like read it like a voiceover, which is such a bad Just idea. A friend from another star. Uh, it, because it, it, it's her flying with Superman, and you hear her just speaking. Here Can I you am, read like my mind? <laughs> do you know? It's like the what Shatner record. Do to me? Uh, yeah, it is. And oh and it, like. And the thing is, every movie since has learned the art of montage, and so you see it all the time, that there's a scene with no talking and a song playing that spells out emotionally what's going on. But only in Superman do you get both. only in Superman do you get that weird thing. (laughs) And after the movie came out, I didn't know this either, after it came out, uh, Maureen McGovern recorded it, and it became a big hit. Yeah. But it came, became a big hit well after the release of Superman. I had always thought that it happened at the same time. Can you read my mind? Do you know what it is you do to me? Don't know who you are. Just a friend from another star. It's kind of a sidebar, but she had a, a slew of those types of things, though, because she did what? Yeah. Uh, Poseidon she Adventure. She after from Poseidon. And then she did the and, one for Towering Inferno, right? Right. Okay. So she had the yeah. Towering Inferno song called? Oh, fuck. Forgettable. Fun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But ow, ow, ow. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that smell? Yeah. Maybe it'll be in the new uh, the new rock movie Skyscraper, which is basically just <laughs> just towering inferno oh with a with a one legged man. That'll be. Good. I so hope there's a better movie that comes out that week, so I don't end up watching Skyscraper. Uh. Well, and as I mentioned when we were discussing this a few days ago, I got the morning after stuck in my head hardcore. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> While I was researching this, and. Uh, yeah, my wife is just like, will you shut up? Because I keep going, like, not even full volume, just, that's got to be a morning afternoon. Shut up! Okay, I'm sorry. It's got to be, got to be a morning after. If we can hold on through the night, we have a chance to find the sun. Let's keep on looking for the light. And speaking of other speaking of other ear candy that was super popular, uh, in '84, the song from Footloose, "Let's Hear It for the Boy," was everywhere. Mm. I got so sick of that song. And Flashdance were like this one-two punch of yeah. ubiquitous soundtracks just in general. Yeah. 
like maniac. Great. Yeah, great for girls, bad for everyone. Well, and else. then you add on to that, uh, Purple Rain came out the mm-hmm. same era, so mm-hmm. it was just soundtrack shit everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and then it but died off. I, no, the next year, I think we had a song of the summer, and all the children sang, "We don't need another hero." Ah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Mad Max. All the children say, "We don't need another hero." We don't need to know the way home. All we want is what we are. I didn't experience that. I I really felt that was like. Like adult contemporary adults, like the boring people who well, were boring, uh, were into it. I did. I I remember. I don't know. Maybe it's because I was in junior high and I was already getting yeah. into punk rock. But I, I it did not. I didn't even notice it. That really. was when I was still top forty kid, and so I listened to it a lot that summer. Uh, that's another soundtrack that really disappointed me, though, because it's just a couple of songs, and then the rest is just musical score. <laughs> uh, so I, I just didn't like it, but it, that movie has one of my favorite openings because it's like that, uh, helicopter shot over the desert. And then you've got the other song she did called one of the living and it's sort of that yeah. slow build. And then it kind of crashes into the, the movie. So it was kind of a one, two punch. I, I, I swear every, every month or two, I don't even plan it, but every month or two, I end up saying to someone, two men enter, one man lives. <laughs> <laughs> That one and the other one. Run, Barger Town. You know, like some line from that movie ends up getting cute. Master Blaster. What I always do, when I always do is plan. Ain't no plan. Oh, yeah. that one. That one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then people look at you like you got five heads. It's like what? No. The but the ones who start laughing, they're your friends for life. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so- well, and I got one more because this is this is yeah. one I couldn't shake, and it was literally fucking everywhere the year it came out as well from the movie Cocktail when the Beach Boys did Kokomo. Oh, oh yeah! Geez. Oh no! Thing, I, it needs to be buried in a hole and set on fire yeah. and then shot with nukes. Uh, it needs to yeah. go away because it's just yeah. it's shameful what the Beach Boys did. Because it's just there was oh. that movie cocktail was from. There was this weird period in the uh, '80s. Uh, where Tom Cruise would make two films a year, one of them interesting, the other one like sort of a commercial like just st- fart in your face. Studio trip, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that movie, what, that was the same... It's like, it's like that came out and then Born on the Fourth of July came out. Top Gun came out and Legend came out. It was like this really weird kind of pattern yeah. that he had. No, I think it was, it was a cocktail... Cocktail came out the same year as Color of Money, if I remember correctly. Ah, okay. Yeah, I believe it. Which is so another... Like the prestige film and yeah. the, the just the cash-in yeah. every year. Right, basically. Right. Like, the one that proves he can act. Because he can, I'm sorry. He, he's, yeah. he's, he's a solid actor. And the one that proves he's a box office draw. And <laughs> so this is a good way, I think, for me to segue towards where I want to go before we wrap this up. And that is to get from, like, the 80s was sort of peak soundtrack 
because they and don't then yeah move they don't, it they don't move really it do to it. present day right mm-hmm. and like I, I see it start to kind of fall apart in the night in the nineties it becomes more about building soundtrack albums than having theme yeah. songs. Yeah, thank you, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. There are there are a few nineties theme songs I think are worth calling out. Um Are you gonna say I Ninja want- Rap by Vanilla Ice? Boy, I really ought to. <laughs> Dang. Wow. How did I not go there? Go ninja, go ninja, go. 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 No, I was going to point out, um, actually, the Batman movies had some pretty kick-ass themes. I know we're not in... Kiss from a rose. Actually, I was gonna go with the other one, so I know oh. it's you too. But hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me. Set the tone for that movie. I felt. And conversely, the next movie, Batman and Robin, has a has a Smashing Pumpkins song. The end is the beginning. Is the end. Which really, yeah, that is that is a great song, and I get all pumped up for Batman and Robin, and then you go to the theater, and it's like, boy, did it not have that tone. Films as a package instead of yeah. You know, well, that's it, yeah. The '90s are weird. That's when it kind of all started to to crack a little bit, and then you don't really get the song as the driving marketing mechanism for the. Well, the you movie. had Space Jam, right? Quad City DJs. Welcome to the Space Jam. Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. All right. I believe I can fly. Oh, and that. I yes. believe I can touch the sky. I think oh. about it every night and day. Spread my wings and fly away. I believe- See, I didn't know that was from a movie. Yeah, Space Jam. Yeah. yeah. We actually covered that in our uh, crap movies saved by good soundtracks episode. Mm. And you've forgotten but, it completely. <laughs> so but I, would get- I would too. I would too. You also get a couple, a couple more. Um, the Alanis Morissette's "Uninvited" from City of Angels. That was good. That's a I, great song. Yeah. It's definitely outlived the movie. I don't know this one. Well, it. it oh, oh, here, let's the, play. Wait, wait, here, I'll play it for you.
See? It's good. Oh, oh I don't remember that. But that's actually thematically linked to the film. Yeah. Which I thought was, was good. Well, um, here's the thing but, is I can't take it seriously because it's a really shitty American remake of a really good Vim Vendors mm. movie. And so it's difficult <laughs> for me to watch it with any sort of respect. Uh, I'm just saying. But Chris but, Hipster, he's back. That's not Hipster. That's just fact. <laughs> I, I like the French version. It's German, you fuckwit. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I like the German version. Fuck off. Eric, Chris is better than us. Thank you for helping me to prove Z point. Uh, I understand it's a jagged little pill to swallow, but whatever. Uh, But by the end of the 90s, we get Aerosmith. We get Don't Want to Miss a Thing. What is that from? Armageddon. Oh, never saw it. Is that the the scene? Is that the creepy scene with Ben Affleck doing the animal cracker over uh-huh. live all live what's her face's belly? Yeah. Oh. Is it possible that just movies themselves got more engrossing or were like bigger draws, and so you couldn't really promote it with music? Well, that's what I mean, I'm saying. Is that once they had the Tarantino effect, and then they were just able to slap in. Uh, marketable songs that everybody knew already but i mean the people were more interested in the movie than they were in you know the the catchy song so the catchy song didn't really you know unless it took off on its own fine but it doesn't seem like it would be something more famous than the movie yeah it's not really name me a movie theme song from the new millennium like in the last 18 years all the stars by kendrick lamar for black panther what? Exactly. Yeah? And you've made my point. Maybe the night the motives might let me know All the stars are blue, sure All the stars are blue, sure All the stars are blue, Maybe the night the motives might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me It was on the, it was on the charts for 21 weeks! Okay, I'm old and white, so you know. Uh, how about it. how about Happy by Pharrell from Despicable Me Two? Okay, that now we're getting somewhere. There's yeah. that, that's that's a great song too, and I'll I'll go to bat for for my man Justin Timberlake and that Trolls song. Um, you keep bringing this one up. I'm not. I'm very curious. A, it is like the the most poppy pop tune ever written. Okay, it it, it is like like amazing even, pop. Like even poppier than everything is awesome from the Lego Movie. Absolutely. Yeah, no, the tro- I'll put the troll song up against any any pop song, really. Okay. Maybe the most perfect pop song I've ever heard. Okay. Interesting. Can't stop the feeling. That's the that's that's the song. It has so I'd many layers. Okay. From troll, you say from the movie The from, Troll. From movie. trolls. From yeah. From oh, the it's trolls. Troll, so it's like. Movie. Okay. 
like aliens, but with trolls. Can't stop the feeling, cause we dance, 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 can't stop the feeling. That's it, anyway. Well, I noticed in the, oh, yeah. in, the sh- in the show prep, you did put, just as an example of, is this still a thing? For some uh-huh. reason, you chose Soundgarden doing this Live to Rise from Live the first rise. Avengers movie. Watch this the video on, on YouTube after I read that because I didn't have any clue what it was. Yeah, uh, and it sounds like Soundgarden, but good God, that thing just drones on for fucking ever in a day. It's like, does it ever <laughs> fucking stop? And then I was listening to it some more, and I'm like, are they just stealing their own riff from Spoonman? It sounds like it sounds like Spoonman. Just the tempo slowed down just ever so slightly. I'm like, this thing is just a joke. Oh God. Mm. I so, think I think that song stuck with me because it was in a Marvel movie and I sat through the credits. Okay. Right? To see the end credits thing and they played that through the end credits of Avengers. And okay. they made a video for it, right? Like yeah. they tried to make it a thing. Yeah. But I don't know if anybody cared. Well, it reminded me of when Chad Kroger did the song for Spider Man, the Tobey Maguire one that song oh, Hero. And they got the the lead singer from the band Saliva to help him out, a guy named Josie Scott. And it's just this weird, like, three doors down sort of <laughs> acoustic guitar rock bullshit. It's fucking awful. Oh, my God. So that's... that's uh, a, does, does Let It Go from Frozen count? That was really good. And that was a big song. Disney, though. So we does were kind of... Yeah, I tried to steer clear of musical Disney, though. but I, I didn't declare it off limits, so okay. I... I I'll allow it. Yes. Okay. Lose Yourself, the eight mile song. Yeah. Mm. I don't know the song. Yeah, I that's know the, how it goes. <laughs> I know the. You better the, lose yourself. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Here, wait. Let's play it right now. You lose yourself in the music, the moment you own it. You better never let it go. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a See, that was pretty good, right? Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. I you mean, only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to flow. <laughs> Shut up. Word. Oh, my God. I got a list of favorites I want to jam through at some point. Just saying. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll just call it one other modern one, and yeah. then we can do the favorites. Um, this year, Deadpool 2 has a theme song. He got Celine Dion yeah. to do a yes. song <laughs> called Ashes. And the video is amazing. It's a joke, right? Yeah. Well, they do the video straightforward like a Celine Dion video, and then it gradually Deadpool starts filtering into the stage doing interpretive dance and heels. I mean, it's just like, what the fuck is going on? So, yeah. Uh, two but Canadians, yeah. top of their game. Yeah. I think that that's making my point that at this point, it's kind of a joke to have a theme song. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Did, I t- did I say on the podcast that the, 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 the Deadpool ashes story? I don't no. think so. I think I might have just, just told you like off, but yeah. Um, so I work at uh, Columbia Sportswear uh, on the website, and 
when that when Deadpool came out, they apparently they had something about the song on uh, ColumbiaRecords.com <laughs> forward slash ashes and. Somebody either made an, a link incorrectly or somebody was hand typing it in, though it looked like it was being referred to us by other sites. So it was a, an incorrect link. But they, they, instead of going to Columbia Records Ashes, they were going to Columbia.com forward slash Ashes and they were hitting our site. <laughs> so I set up well a done. redirect on our site where when people came in that way, it would put them on the search results page for any of our pants or shorts that are ash colored. Well done. Nice. Turned it into some cash. That's what I did. But but could you have duplicated that site and photoshopped Deadpool's head onto the models? I think, anyway. Mm, not without getting fired. No. Yeah, that probably would be a problem. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. People have no fun. Yeah. Eric, you had favorites. Give us some favorites. I have favorites. I'll, I'll jam through them uh, in a non-annoying way. Good Probably luck. Not. Good luck. Uh, suicide is painless from MASH. That suicide okay. is painless. I love the fact that the 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 I think it was Larry Gelbart's kid. Somebody's with the production. Their kid wrote the lyrics. Robert Altman. Yeah. Robert Altman's kid wrote yeah. the lyrics, and so basically ended up making millions of dollars off of the royalties, and <laughs> yeah, came out yeah. the most successful person after that whole thing. That's, that's good. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a musical, so it doesn't count. Uh, Don't rain on my parade from Funny Girl. Okay. So. Moving on. Fight the power. Do the right thing. I was wondering when that was going to come up. We got to fight the power, baby. Fight the power. Fight the power. Fight the power. Was that, yeah. now, was that written for the movie? Yeah. 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 Really? Uh-huh. It was. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, Public Enemy was brought in by Spike Lee to do a bunch of songs for the soundtrack. And that was awesome. the big one. Yeah. Uh, the original New York, New York from... New York, New York, Start spreading the news. which Liza Minnelli does, and, and then Frank ended up making it a signature tune, but it was Liza first in uh, Scorsese's New York, New York. Interesting. Nice, yeah. nice little tidbit. Yeah. Everybody's talking from Midnight Cowboy. Everybody's talking about me. Nilsson Schmilson. Nilsson song, yeah. Nil- he was awesome. You got to see the documentary on Nilsson. So, might still be on that. So maybe you know this. When they do the movie Private School for Girls with Matthew Modine, it opens with a Nilsson song called You're Breaking My Heart, You're Tearing Apart, yeah. So Fuck You. Did he fuck write you. that for yeah. the movie, or is that a song no. he had laying around? No, he did that for his second album, and okay. it pissed his producer off because his producer was like, "You got to write more more hits like you you did on you know the first album." Okay. And he showed up drunk, and he was like, "No, nah, let's fuck around." Yeah. And he makes the song "Fuck yeah. You." And then he and then he wrote, um, "Put the lime in the coconut," and everything kind of yeah. worked out. Okay, right. I can't live if living is without you. That's him. Uh, <laughs> Moon River. Yeah, I, I forgot Moon River was done specifically for Breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's, right. Which is weird Sweet now. song. It's so weird because it's so beautiful ingrained. song. Yeah. Too bad yeah. that movie's marred by Aunt, like uh, Mickey Rooney doing that awful <laughs> Chinese man impression. Oh. I, thought it was, I thought it was a perfectly racist impression. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is. You're right. <laughs> I, re, I rescind my, my revulsion. Uh, I'm going 
Thank you. And 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 Chris, this one is specifically for you because you and I used to have so much fun with this. From gentlemen prefer blondes. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. friend. <laughs> oh fuck. I'm what? Carol Kelly. I'm Carol like Kelly. Come on, dude. Diamonds are a girl's best A kiss may be grand, but it won't pay the rental on your humble flat or help you at the automat. Men grow cold as girls grow old, and we all lose our charms in the end. But square cut or pear shape, these rocks don't lose their shape. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Well, that reminds me of one I had on the list as an alternate, but uh, it's not really a favorite, but you can't really escape it. It's Barbra Streisand. Yeah, at, at, at this point, we're just bringing out the ones that we want to yeah. make sure get hit. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the Way We Were by Barbra Streisand. I only oh, bring yeah. it up. I only bring it up because it's not a. It's an obnoxious song, but b. Uh, my wife and I went to a revival showing of something a while back, years ago, and they showed a trailer for the way we were. And there's a scene in it where Barbara Streisand tells Robert Redford, "She's like, I made you a pie. Do you like pie?" And then his response is, "What kind of pie?" And I leaned over to my wife and said, "Hair." And she started laughing in, in the theater. And so that's all I can think of now when I hear the way we were. So I just wanted to bring that up. You're welcome. <laughs> there was some, uh, I'm trying to remember what Barbara Streisand's song it was, uh, but Bowie was supposed to make a, uh, a song for a film. I can't remember what film, but uh, he, he submitted you know, the song and it got rejected. And instead they went with uh, uh, My Way. Paul Anka's My Way, and, which was written at this. It, it's like the I can't. Remember, it was a I fucking can't remember. But anyway, so yeah, they they end up going with My Way, and David Bowie says, "Fine, fuck it, I'll you know release a song myself." And it was Life on Mars. Nice. Trying to imagine any parody between Life on Mars <laughs> and My, <laughs> My Way. Way. It's like what? Or, what was going on in that or room? Just, or, or whatever that thread is between David Bowie and Paul Anka. I mean, yeah, I want to know that too. What? What? (laughs) I believe it's made of cocaine. Yeah. Lots and lots of cocaine. (laughs) And maybe some Dilaudid. Yeah, they were at some some New York party. They were both high as fuck. (laughs) They were both watching two women on a bear rug making out. And they both said at the same time, I've got a song. And so they went (laughs) off in different directions. And history was made. Speaking of which, and I'm surprised Eric didn't bring this one up. Uh, but nobody remembers the movie, but everybody who is a fan of the group knows the song. Steely Dan singing FM. Yeah. Oh boy, that's a deep cut. Yeah. Yeah, and that's Damn. one where the, the, the one song. good thing that came out of that movie. Yeah, <laughs> the song totally overshadowed the movie and became its own thing. So yeah. I'm surprised that one didn't come up. No, I don't know. That that's a good call out. 
but okay, wait, very quickly. Uh, as time goes by from um, 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 Casablanca. Sure. You must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply as time goes by. That's a, you know, a gimme. Uh, Over the Rainbow from Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I'll wish upon a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me. Where troubles melt like lemon drops away above the chimney tops. That's where you find me. Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog. Something that I'm supposed to be Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers, and me Nine to five. Yeah. From nine to five. An actual theme song. Uh, tumbled yeah. out of bed and I stumbled to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taking and no giving They just use your mind And they never give you credit It's enough to drive you crazy and you love it Yeah, there's like an ton of songs in, in Saturday Night Fever, but I think Staying Alive is really the the song. Uh, well, Night Fever is technically the closest to being a title track, isn't it? Um, is it? Well, I mean, it's called I'm, Night Fever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. But I think everybody, yeah, if you say Saturday Night Fever, they think Staying Alive. Yeah. And as I said, my, my mostest favoritest one is Call Me. My second mostest favoritest one is Flash Gordon. But my third mostest favoritest one is Bette Midler, The Rose. Because <laughs> Jesus. it is so oh hilarious. It is <laughs> okay. that drowns the tender some say love, it is a razor that leaves your soul to bleed. I am down with Some that. No, The Rose is a great song. Come on. It is so it funny. Is Every time it comes on, I pretend that I'm dying of a heroin overdose in a phone booth. <laughs> 
Okay. Did you know that Katie Seagal, the mom from Married with Children, is yes. the one singing it with yeah. her? She's doing the duet with yeah. her. We all know. Okay, that. well then I have no trivia. So um <laughs> while we're while we're calling out I, I okay. I, I just want to make sure the Goonies are good enough by Cindy Lauper gets no. dropped here just because <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I had I had written it down and then I I did not bring it up. I know I I almost didn't bring it up. Um, along the lines that- of the rose, this one's a guilty pleasure of mine, but it's probably my favorite Phil Collins song, Against All Odds. Take a look at me now. Yep. I thought you were going to... just an empty space. <laughs> Michael Mc- coming back to me. Yeah, Michael McDonald okay. would have a field day with that one. I'm surprised you didn't, I'm surprised you didn't bring up uh, Two Hearts from the movie Buster by Phil Collins. Uh... Yeah, totally forgot that, that existed at all. That, you you strike me as a huge fan of the movie Buster, starring Phil Collins. Wow, do I? <laughs> now that's stuck in my head. You're Thanks. welcome. You're welcome. Just take a look at me now. Hurricane highs. Chris, did you have any other things you wanted to call out? Uh, not favorites, perhaps. I mean, I mentioned it last week or two ago, uh, but ACDC had a couple of good ones. They did Who Made <gasps> Who from yeah. uh, from Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. Oh, yeah. fair enough. And then they also did Big Gun for Last Action Hero, which is the only good thing about that movie. All uh, right. All right. So there's that one. And then uh, Lindsey Buckingham of uh, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac, Mac Vacation. Yeah. Does the song for Vacation called Holiday Road. Oh. him repeating the same phrase over and over and over yeah. and over and over to a really catchy beat and that's an earworm and a half so why did i have it in my head that was kenny loggins i but, don't know uh, <laughs> i don't know him okay and he never released it on an album no uh, it was only on the original release of the soundtrack which you can't find anymore yeah. and so it's like very rare and apparently a couple years ago he did it live just for shits and giggles and people went crazy that's that's i wonder awesome. if he did like i wonder if he did the barking noises at the end because <laughs> <laughs> that would be the only way you could really pull it off yeah so <laughs> if, if we're at the end, I want to close this out with one last thing. This was a theme song that actually there was no soundtrack to the movie, but an album followed anyway, and that is Queen is back with A Kind of Magic from yes, Highlander. Yes, Highlander. I was going to throw that in there, but didn't really know where. Yeah, 
they just made an album called A Kind of Magic and released yeah. it as a Queen album. And then Freddie Queen Mercury died. Awesome. They were just awesome. Yeah. Him and Brian May were just awesome. I mean, they can do anything they want. They made a theme song out of Flash Gordon, one of the dumbest movies, <laughs> one of the dumbest subjects, and and it's awesome. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. I think they made a song called Radio Gaga on a dare. <laughs> <laughs> and then they wore dresses in the video. Genius! Okay. <laughs> and just take a look at me now. It's, yeah, against all odds, I will. <laughs> okay, I will find a way to get an outro onto this. <laughs> That's a chance I've got to take. Uh, I also thought it'd be funny if we just keep rolling titles and then we just fade out. Because <laughs> we just won't shut up. Just I, might, I might actually do that. I think that film had Brian Brand and Rachel and that about wraps it up for yet another magnificently huge podcast. We're here every week talking movies, music, pop culture, all of that stuff. Please uh, share us with your friends. Put us on your social media feed. Give us reviews on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to reach out to us, you can always find us on Twitter. We are at MagHuge. Facebook.com slash Magnificently Huge on Instagram. We are Magnificently Huge. You can email MagnificentlyHuge at gmail.com. All of those plus links to old episodes of the show can be found on MagHuge.com. M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com. Check it out. We'll be back next week. See you then.